forbidden and banned, the bane of bureaucrats, exposing mainstream media's weapons of mass distraction. Flying under the radar and dropping truth bombs on tyranny. It's Liberty Now. Hello and welcome to Liberty Now, the podcast for discerning minds and common sense. I'll be here every week dropping truth bombs with special guests and information as it comes in. And we'll follow the stories behind the headlines, ask questions, talk to people who are making a difference. Please be sure to hit subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast player app. And don't worry about taking notes while you listen. You can get all the links, files, and show notes for this episode at libertynow.com. All right. Today, I would like to welcome back my special guest, Dr. X, Javier Figueroa. How are you? Good to be in the house, man. Good to be doing well. Doing well. You're looking good. Well, thank you. It's, <laughs> uh, it's amazing what uh, moving out of uh, Seattle will do to a person. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> oh man! If uh, I've just been enjoying the the, the sun and the uh, the rain, but now we're getting the smoke in from Canada uh, here in in Boise. Yeah, I haven't followed that very closely. Are the fires still going up there in Canada? Yeah. Oh yeah, They're, they they had to evacuate uh, people in the Okanagan. Uh, I think it's if one of the largest evacuation efforts in the history of Canada, I, I believe. Wow. Of course, the fires there reminds me of the fires in Maui. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to go too down, far down that rabbit hole, but there are a lot of suspicious things. And I would just encourage people to, you know, who are kind of on the fence thinking, oh, it's conspiracy theory. There, there's just a lot of anomalous, weird facts. And when you put them all together, you're like, huh, it, it doesn't sound accidental. But just just a couple bullet points about the fire there. You know, they they've been wanting to develop there for their 15 minute smart cities. Right. This is part of the oh, New yes. world order plan to um, get the people out of their homes and into high rises and condensed into, you know, local areas exactly. and get them out of their yeah. cars for the sake of the planet. And then there's the fact that the uh, sirens, the air raid sirens or the uh, fire alarms did not go off despite the fact that mm-hmm. they have one of the most advanced early alert systems in the world. Yep. The police were uh, stopped from uh, helping people. They were actually told to block the roads and prevent people from leaving or coming in to help. Exactly. The power was not shut off, which is what you always do when a, uh, when a hurricane is coming. Uh, but instead the power being on caused more fires. And then, uh, you wouldn't turn the water off, would you? When there's well, trying to put fires only out? if you have a only if you if you have a one water uh, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Only if you have a one water policy brought right. to you by the water. And the water was shut off, so um, just just take those facts, research them for yourself, folks, and um, come to your own conclusions. There you go. But that's not what we're talking about today. I wanted to bring you. Javier, on because you are, well, you've got your PhD in biochemistry. You are a doctor. You know about these things. And you also know about the history of modern allopathic medicine. I wanted to oh, talk yes, about I that do. and the difference between that and the the previous model uh, before the Rockefellers of uh, holistic medicine. 
But uh, I wanted to open up with a quote from Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci. And uh, I'll stop right there just for a moment to implore listeners out there. When you hear us talking about things you may not have heard about before, you think you're suspicious that, you know, these sounds like conspiracy theories or, of course, the medical establishment, the uh, the three-letter agencies, FDA and all those, um, of course, they wouldn't want to allow or cause any harm. I would just implore you to please read The Real Anthony Fauci. Go to the source, read it for yourself, draw your own conclusions, and don't take hearsay, what you hear on the mainstream media, CNN and MSNBC, and all the bought and paid for corrupt media. Go to the source, read it for yourself, come to your own conclusions. So from the book, quote, the first step is to give up the illusion that the primary purpose of modern medicine medical research is to approve Americans' health most effectively and efficiently. In our opinion, the primary, pers- the primary purpose of commercially funded clinical research is to maximize financial return on investment, not health, end quote. That was from John Abramson, MD, from the Harvard Medical School. Another point taken from the book, uh, that when Dr. Fauci took office, America was still ranked among the world's healthiest populations. Now, we are dead last among industrialized nations with the biggest infant mortality and the lowest life expectancy. That is shocking. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to read that again. We are now dead last among industrialized nations with the highest infant mortality and the lowest life expectancy. That's the United States of America, people. Mm-hmm. So, um, Javier, you're familiar with the history of allopathic medicine and uh, holistic medicine. And, and, in fact, you're doing some really interesting work that um, it's, it's very technologically advanced, but I would almost think that that would fall under the umbrella of holistic medicine. But uh, before we get into any of that, can you explain to the audience what the difference is between those two sort of medical models? Sure. So allopathic medicine is really based on the premise that uh, you can kill disease by using poisons. So that that is the basis of allopathic medicine. Naturopathic medicine uh, posits that everything in nature can be used to support and enhance health and that everything is within the human body to promote uh, a balance to health. So it's usually a disbalance in you, between you and your environment for in naturopathic medicine that produces disease. Allopathic medicine basically says it doesn't care what the cause of the disease is. It looks at it, a cluster of symptoms and says, how do we treat those symptoms effectively? How do we cover them up? And that will restore health. Right. So Covering up the symptoms. Model. I think that, and, and they look at it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, in allopathic medicine as like one cause, one cure. And usually Correct. it's like a, a bug, a germ, a bacteria, a virus, something like that. Correct. Yep. When holistic medicine says, uh, well, there's lots of contributing causes. And, Correct. and often a, a big part of that is um, what we eat. We are what we eat. And toxins in the environment. And they, they may present uh, with similar symptoms that, that might get blamed on, you know, viruses, bacteria and other things. But it might just be, you know, um, toxic elements in the environment yeah toxic molds bad food heavy metals right electromagnetic radiation chemtrails 
Yeah. You name it. Um, and on, on the topic of chemtrails, uh, folks out there that may still be skeptical about that, if, if you're as old as, well, I won't say we, I'm older than you, but as old as I am, <laughs> you'll remember looking up in the sky as a kid and seeing the contrails, the jet trails, the vapor trails disappear as the jet went across the sky at high altitude. You don't see that very much anymore. And uh, there are patents, if you look them up, for additives to the kerosene, to the jet fuel. Uh, oh, yes. That are, the, the patents are for the purpose of uh, solar mitigation, right? Uh, and what, what are the ingredients that they're adding into the jet fuels and also outright spraying out of nozzles out of the jets? It is uh, aluminum dioxide and barium, uh, barium, some derivative of barium, barium salts, I believe. Yeah, it's a, it's a barium, barium uh, oh God. it's not a phosphate, but it's a barium, it's a barium salt. Yeah. Yeah. Aluminum, barium and, and other heavy metals. Right. So uh, in your professional opinion, doctor, are those um, safe and healthy elements to be sprayed on the general population? Ooh, no, no, no. So aluminum is a highly neurotoxic component. Uh, so you have to be very careful with aluminum. Um, uh, our bodies are capable of processing aluminum if we swallow them in the foods that we eat and the water that we drink. Right. But uh, if we breathe it in, it's a little bit tougher to remove from the body because one of the major limitations or one of the major uh, ways that aluminum gets into the body is via the, what, whatever you eat. Breathing aluminum is not a common occurrence, especially if you're, uh, you know, aluminum is part of the, uh, it's, it's underground, you have to mine it, you have to really concentrate it and pulverize it to make it uh, really damaging to the, to the human system. And then of course there's injections, you can inject aluminum and that is by far the worst. Right. Well, uh, and what is the ingredient now being added? There was some controversy around and it's been removed. It's an adjuvant that they add. They used to have the oh, so thimerosal. thimerosal. Yeah, thimerosal was a mercury. Oh, sorry, mercury. Uh, right, right. Another toxic metal that's being exposed but to. It's they they claim to have removed it from the vaccines, but for example, uh, multi-dose vaccine uh, flu vaccine vials have thimerosal, and some vaccines, although they claim that they removed it all, they have trace amounts of thimerosal, and just about every single vaccine on the childhood immunization schedule that is promoted by the CDC and the WHO, they all contain aluminum in one form or another as an adjuvant. And, and again, I won't go all the way down that rabbit hole, but uh, <laughs> not healthy things to be injected into our bodies. Correct. I am increasingly wary of any needles. I'm, I'm about to the point where I don't think I'm going to take any more injections of anything. As I've started to learn what's in all of these, even, you know, the innocent, seemingly innocent or, you know, everyday run of the mill vaccines like a uh, flu vaccine and tetanus mm -hmm. shots. And uh, I, I don't know that the evidence is really there to support no. their, and uh, their use. Their use. No, as a matter of fact, um, one, of, one of the statistics that leapt out, uh, and I'll have to verify this analysis, but there, there was, there's an association between sudden infant death syndrome and vaccination. Yes. That prior so, to yeah. the increasing the vaccination schedule, uh, SIDS was a very rare occurrence 
but it's been climbing up yearly. Uh, and usually about 95% of the deaths are within two weeks of receiving a vaccine for these babies. I believe I've seen a similar study. If you can find the link for that, Javier, I would like to include that yep. in the show notes for people. Absolutely. And we encourage doing your own research and, and we don't want to say anything that we don't have solid evidence for. No. So. And again, uh, first and foremost, uh, vaccines are safe and effective. So uh, don't listen to us because we're not uh, MDs. Go talk to your doctor and uh, have that conversation and ask, what's, what is the evidence for the safety and uh, utility of these uh, vaccines for my child in long-term studies? Right. You, I'm, you're perfectly you're within your question. right to ask these questions. You know, anybody that would browbeat you into being stupid for asking questions is uh, too simple. Too, and I, for yeah, people that are hearing this, lost. for people that are hearing this and the doctor says, uh, you know, that's a, don't ask questions. You just say, doctor, you are obligated under informed consent rules in my country to provide me with the information that I request. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. stop there. And, and just common sense. The, compl the commercials are imploring us all the time. The pharma pharmaceutical commercials are saying, your ask your doctor about Viagra or whatever the you know, snake oil du jour is. Uh, so does New Zealand allow for um, TV advertising of pharmaceuticals? Yes. Because I know. Okay. I believe I have I seen. I know the U.S., yeah. Yeah. Not not like it is in the U.S. though. Okay. So getting into the the drugs and the history of drugs, uh, you know, a lot of these pharmaceutical remedies are based on or or the petroleum industry. Uh, they rely heavily on the petroleum industry, which takes us to the history of what became allopathic medicine in the pharmaceutical industry, going back to the Rockefeller family. Mm -hmm. And it's a little known fact that the, the Rockefellers come from a long line of snake oil salesmen. Um, they do. Little known fact that the Rockefeller Foundation began with old Devil Bill. In the early 1800s, uh, one of the first Rockefellers to begin building the family fortune, Using a made-up title, he called himself Dr. Bill Levingston, celebrated cancer specialist. Despite being neither a doctor nor celebrated nor a cancer specialist, <laughs> John D's uh, John D. Senior's father was selling what he called rock oil, which was, as far as we can tell, just a mixture of laxative and petroleum claiming that it mm -hmm. could cure all but the most terminal cancers. And uh, there were always, of course, desperate souls looking for a solution, um, and they could be suckered into you know, buying a bottle of his remedy. And he wasn't caught because he was frequently moving on to the next town once people found, found out what a fraud he was. Oh, yes. And then, and, uh, yeah. in fact, uh, I, I believe it was from him, uh, there was a quote about, I would cheat my boys as often as I could but it, because I wanted to build their character, make them tough. Exactly. That's a rough quote. Um, <laughs> so it's not surprising with their behavior, um, you know, today. Uh, 
So going back a little bit, again, to the Rockefeller Foundation, um, they funded the 1910 Flexner Report, which recommended centralizing American America's medical schooling, abolishing miasma theory. That would have been, I guess, what holistic medicine was. Mm-hmm. And reorienting these institutions according to germ theory, which held that germs mm-hmm. alone can cause disease and the pharmaceutical paradigm that emphasized targeting particular germs with specific drugs rather than fortifying the immune system through healthy living, clean water, good nutrition. And uh, I was uh, doing a little bit of reading for this episode from an article that I saw, uh, How the Flexner Report Hijacked Natural Medicine, written by Abraham Flexner uh, back in 1910. He was not a doctor, but a school teacher, by the way. Yep an educational theorist from Louisville, Kentucky. In 1910, he published The Medical Education in the United States and Canada, uh, became known as the Flexner Report. Uh, And John Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie, among others, saw this as an opportunity to promote pharmaceuticals, which began as byproducts of oil refinement. That's right. Wild. So... We now have uh, a medical system that believes drugs um, are created to treat symptoms. And, and that's, in fact, what they do. If you stop and think about it, drugs are for treating symptoms but not curing. And I don't believe that the pharmaceutical industry or the doctors who prescribe them would no. s- tell you that this is going to cure what we're just going to you know, erase or cover up the symptoms. And a lot of times, and many times, a lot of these drugs will create additional symptoms and worsening Correct. conditions. Um, we can go back again to the book, Anthony Fauci. Really recommend you folks read that book where Anthony Fauci uh, heavily pushed and funded the development and use of AZT, highly Absolutely. toxic. In fact, probably most of the AIDS cases uh, or the people that died from quote AIDS died while they were on these prescriptions. From those prescriptions. Yep. From those prescriptions, yep. Yeah. And, you know, we we live in a quick fix culture. You know, we want a fast, easy answer. So if you can pop a pill, you know, that's much easier than maybe, I don't know, stopping drinking for a while or eating <laughs> your vegetables, um, taking some vitamins, avoiding GMO and processed foods. I don't know. You know, what do I know? That's crazy talk, John. That's crazy talk. Stop it. That's crazy talk. <laughs> Just crazy talk. Yeah. So, um, is there anything you wanted to add, like from from your research in you know allopathic versus holistic medicine, Javier? No, that'd be basically you know, like you said, John D. Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie, as well as John Pierpoint Morgan, uh, all of them worked together uh, to create a consortium of petroleum and banking relationships uh, to uh, support the to support the American Medical Association, the AMA, into creating, quote, standards for education in, in America. So half of all medical right. schools were subsequently shut down uh, after the Flexner report was, um, was uh, released. And um, there was a tight control on the number of MDs that would graduate. And what's amazing is that most of the medical schools that signed on uh, they received grants and support from the Rockefellers, the Morgans, and the Carnegies. That. 
So that way, you know, they were endowed and then they became dependent on that money. And so they had to basically accede to this is going to be the curriculum. We're going to teach a allopathic uh, um, program. And most of the colleges and, and schools that did not go along with the allopathic model, where subsequently, you know, their attendance dropped, uh, they were viciously attacked in the newspapers. There was a there was a 50 year campaign to destroy naturopaths in this in the United States. And a all campaign over the world. to. to yeah. Oh, no, the, a, a serious campaign. Justified by what say, claim? What, what, you know, uh, these these people are, you know, they're not using the scientific uh, uh, method, the modern scientific theories. Basically, you're not playing the game that we want you to play in right. essence. And they were using, you know, basically observational empirical analysis, but they weren't trying to promote a, they weren't trying to promote one pill, one cure. Right. They were basically saying, this is a complex process where you have to treat the entire person. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. So here we are today. Um, and despite that, there are people that have been pursuing, uh, you know, alternative methods. Uh, what well what are considered alternative methods but things exactly. that have been known to benefit health uh, for a very long time there's just been uh, they're not as profitable to a particular industry in fact uh, according to various sources the global pharmaceutical market was estimated at 1.48 trillion in 2022 yep. this is uh, just behind the world military expenditure, which surpassed two trillion in 2022. So, if you don't think that the pharmaceutical industry has a stranglehold on the medical system, consider that. <laughs> True enough. Yeah. True enough. Um, so, what I like about the the research that you've been doing, Javier, is is an alternative to, or, or what seems to me a much healthier option in um, actually curing disease. Uh, are, can you, t I, know, I know you're working on some really exciting technology, a device, I, I won't go into it, I don't know if you can talk about it yet because you're I think oh, yeah. working no, it's, on it's FDA approval. Can you talk a little bit about uh, that the particular device that you're working on? Absolutely, so we, so I work for a company uh, called Emulate Therapeutics Incorporated uh, in uh, Bellevue, Washington. And uh, this company started in 2002 um, with the idea that um, the, the, way that, uh, the way that molecular biology works usually is a receptor uh, and uh, protein interaction. That is, there is, a, there is a, uh, an antenna that looks for a signal and there's a protein that is the signal. And uh, when they come together, they communicate with each other, and that sends a signal to the, the cell to do something. So, for example, a lot of drugs uh, right now work in that system, that, that they, they, they attach to a receptor. They either activate it or they block it, and that affects the response to whatever condition you have. Say, for example, cancer. Sure. Cancer cells, great example, cancer cells have picked up the ability to evade the immune system. And they right. do that by expressing certain proteins on their surface that basically tells a, a, a T, T cell that hunts for cancer cells, don't, no, I'm, I'm okay, I'm fine. So there's, wow. there's a couple of new antibody drugs 
that target uh, receptors that actually then cover up those receptors. And uh, then that allows the immune system to go in and say, oh, that's a cancer cell. I don't have the signal to turn off. I'm going to start attacking it. So there's some there's some um, there's some new uh, technologies that are coming through that are showing great promise. Our technology um, works on basically by instead of using molecules, we use magnetic fields, and okay. we make a recording of the magnetic field of molecules. So that way, you don't have to have the physical molecule present. You just have to have enough of the molecule the the molecular signature or the molecular uh, shell, sorry, the magnetic shell to get the receptor to go, oh, I recognize that. I'm going to activate or, huh, this is sort of getting in the way of the signal is getting in the way of other molecules coming in and, 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 and talking to me. So that is the basis of our technology. We, we emulate the effects of certain molecules. And this because there's no molecule, because there's no molecule, you can't get rid of it unless you turn off the device and the magnetic field just dissipates. Or, um, for example, with cancer, sometimes you take very high doses of chemotherapeutic agents, right? right? In order to get a concentration that's high enough to affect whatever cancer cell or tumors in your body. Because right. when you take a cancer drug, it goes, most of the time it goes throughout the entire body. So it's not very so targeted, means, right? Yeah, your, your whole system, right. your, your kidney, your liver have to- everything. Ha has to uh, metabolize that Correct. physical molecule. Exactly. And so what you're proposing is something that's very targeted, that's only going and and so from your research so far, the the you're mimicking a molecule that has right. been shown clinical benefit, but it's not being. It, there's no way for it to be metabolized. It's only affecting the the particular cells that exactly. you're exactly. It's just. Exactly. Star Trek. And so, <laughs> yeah, it, it gets it gets to the point where you're like, wow, this is Star Trek right there. So yeah. we're still in the process of really developing and getting it better and better with each each iteration. Yeah. But we've been able to treat brain cancer or at least uh, go through the clinical trials to treat brain cancer like glioblastomas. We had a clinical trial in Australia where we actually had uh, uh, very good results uh, with a different signal that we we were testing. Are these animal um, models in, vi in vivo? Um, clinical trials, people. Human beings. So we, we've already finished a phase two clinical trial, and we've shown that it's safe, that there, is, that there's, that there seems to be a signal for uh, extending uh, life, or at least is as effective as chemotherapy. Wow. And, um, uh, you know, now we have to do a larger global clinical trial that's going to be about 1,000 patients all over the world where we, we have to test it using a placebo. Basically, this is the device that we have. This is a this is the device that we use to transmit the signal. Wow. People wear a headband, and then it just transmits the the signal to the headband, uh, and that's it. Wow, that's, it's like, it's hard to believe. It's, it's so it, it is. like out there, and yet you guys are showing results. Results. Like positive yep. clinical results. Um, and so you, you're uh, in conversations with the FDA for, for uh, medical device approval? Correct. So basically, uh, we presented the data to FDA. Um, we've had uh, what's called an investigational new device uh, indication. And so you have to go through different stages, phase one, phase two, phase three. 
Um, and as long as you keep on showing safety and efficacy, then FDA basically says, checked off that box. You meet all the criteria, all the requirements for good clinical practice, good manufacturing practices. Uh, and then they basically say, go on. And if we show that there is a uh, non-inferiority to standard of care, that is, yeah. it's as good, it just has to be as good as, as, the, as the current treatment right now, then they'll say, uh, you have market, you, we can grant you market clearance. So once that's done, then you can actually go out and sell these devices to, uh, to patients, to doctors, to hospitals, the whole thing. That's amazing. And I, I hope that you're able to continue to pursue this track and, and get that approval. Yes. I, the, the question comes up in my mind, well, what if the pharmaceutical industry, who I, I would presume makes a lot more money than your company does, gets wind of this, you're, are, could you be seen as competition? Uh, so the, the, running joke, that? the running joke in the company is that uh, so far we haven't gotten a Tomahawk missile in the office. <laughs> um, yeah, but well, that's good. It's still hard to believe. You know, people still have a, a hard time believing that this this works. But, you know, we've shown that it works in animal models, in cells, um, in dogs and cats. So it's just a matter of. It's just a matter of time before people start catching on that this is a safer alternative. And again, it's a compliment. It'll, it'll complement a lot of effective therapies out there. Right, right. Well, it's not an either or. Well, that's, that's great. Um, actually, yep. that's amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, if, if people want to learn more about that particular technology, uh, should they try to contact you directly or is there a website or link they could? go look at or, or any studies that you might point them to? Well, let me, uh, I will send you the link emulate tx.com. That is the website. Fantastic. So folks, uh, make sure you go to libertynow.com. I will post those links in the show notes there under this episode number 56. I'm at 56. Two more episodes, one more episode, and we'll be uh, at my age, 57. <laughs> Actually, in February, go. I'm going to be 58. Dude, can you believe it? Stop it. No. Stop it. Come on. Seriously, <laughs> I would stop, it stop if I could. going old, man. <laughs> yeah, you whippersnapper. That's right. Yeah, no, that's that's really fantastic. What, what advice... Would you give to folks out there who are concerned? What, what's the biggest concern for you right now for uh, general public health? One is that there has been such a breakdown in um, uh, available information uh, that is both reliable and free of uh, conflict of interest at many levels. So right. that's, that's my biggest concern. And yeah. to the point that, you know, uh, I know that it's verboten to say this, but, um, you know, uh, public health officials are not working, in my opinion, towards the best interest of the health of the people in their community at this point. Well, there's I, I really have, yeah. I really have a hard time believing that 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 is, you know, that that the decisions that have been made recently are actually in the best interests. A hundred percent. Well, it's it's quite clear if, if you do any reading at all, any research. Another book that I would recommend is called uh, Virus Mania. 
And I did an interview with uh, Dr. Sam Bailey, one of the co-authors of that book last year. You can go check out that interview. She talks a lot about the um, the PCR tests as well, yeah. and yes. goes into a lot of this history of you know where allopathic medicine came from, and uh, a lot of this is is based on fraud going back to Pasteur, who oh, yeah. who admitted on his deathbed that a lot of his studies that that. The whole um, vaccine industry is based on his work. Uh, were fraudulent. Read history. Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. So exactly, read your history, folks. So it's it's good to have some light at the end of the tunnel there, and um, other stuff in uh, latest headlines. Anything that you think is uh, of interest? Well, you know, now that here in the United States, we have um, a potential candidate, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., that has been working, you know, he's, he's, his career has been mostly made up of uh, litigation for environmental uh, causes, clean water, clean air. Yeah. Um, it, you know, he was he fought uh, Monsanto uh, against glyphosate and still is fighting Monsanto against glyphosate, but also his work into basically questioning the um, uh, the safety uh, or the lack of uh, review of vaccine safety yeah. uh, and the child immunization schedules. Uh, so here we have a candidate that's basically saying, you know what, it's not wrong to question and we need to hold our officials accountable because after the PrEP Act, the 1986 PrEP Act, which gave immunity to vaccine manufacturers in the United right. States, they were required to do every two years a safety review of vaccines, which they failed to do. And when they make the claims that, oh, you know, we've, we've done, every, you know, all the vaccine trials have used a placebo control to test against it, which no, not all of them have. And in some cases they use the earlier version of the vaccine. So any injury that was being caused by one vaccine was basically looking at the same background level as the new vaccine in terms of the injury right. levels. Right. So you can't do that. That's not a true placebo. And that is, that is, in my opinion, a fraudulent study that, that is being is. Uh, propagated. Yeah. Yeah. So buyer beware. Buyer and, beware. Uh, follow the money, folks. As I always say, question everything. Thank you for taking the time to drop in, listen to the conversation, and we will be back in the next week to drop some more truth bombs. So until next time, remember to be good, do the right thing, and keep asking questions. See you later.